0: This is Ken Ferry with this week's edition of Boots in the Field. This week brought slow to no progress uh in the harvesting side. Got a lot of horror stories about stuck combines and grain carts. Uh and I definitely agree with the USDA's numbers. They're saying that the corn is only thirty five percent harvest when we're normally fifty four and beans are twenty nine percent and we're only, we're normally about fifty two. In my travels this week I would say that thirty percent harvest on beans is probably even generous in a lot of areas, realizing we're in better shape in the south. But we've got a long way to go. We are finding lighter test weight up there in the north at Interstate 80 corridor where they were dry for that six-week period, and that's uh, pulled the yields back some. They're still good yields, but a little bit lighter on the test weight in the corn itself. Bean cutting from here forward, guys, is going to come in hours at a time instead of days at a time. So we're going to have to look for the opportunities. I think it's going to be cutting corn in the morning, moving the beans, coming back to corn in the evening. We are running into some elevators that are now starting to back up on corn, so we've got to keep that in mind as well. Getting a number of calls this week about what we're going to do with these wheat acres. And these wheat acres have me concerned as well. Um, not only are the fields not dry enough to put the wheat in, but most of them have crops still standing on yet, meaning that we got to get the field harvested. Uh, I do think the window is closing on high-yield wheat, and I think our opportunities are slipping past us. But when it comes to wheat, I guess the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is check with your crop insurance agent to see how late you can plant wheat and still be covered under insurance. I know for parts of the state that's going to be around the 20th. I know in the south it's going to be closer to the 30th itself. You know, uh, failed wheat was profitable this year when winter killed out and we we're able to collect the insurance check, and now we're harvesting over 200 bushel corn in those same fields. But I personally would not go uh, at this wheat without some crop insurance to back you up. The later we plant, the more the yields drop, and the more the expenses are going to go up for the crop itself. I talked to Phil Needham this week, and his work suggests that about a 10 bushel per acre loss per week that we get delayed, and he's thinking that we would get delayed delayed here past the 20th. I know some of you already have wheat sold, and in some cases you have the straw sold in your kind of forest. Others indicated that they got to have wheat ground to spread manure on, or they won't make their uh, manure storage last uh, through next summer. If we're going to plant late wheat, uh, Phil's suggestions, and I agree with, is we need to increase this plant population due to the less tillering. So we're looking at, instead of a million and a half, moving our populations up to two, two and a quarter, maybe even two and a half million, depending on how late it gets. Look for winter wheat uh, that has got winter hardiness. So a situation where we want some good hardiness in the hybrid there, the variety that you're going to plant. Don't plant deeper than an inch. Keep it shallow so we can get this wheat up as fast as possible. And a lot of this wheat, because of the delayed in bean harvest, is probably going to go back into corn ground, um, where the nitrates are two and three parts per million. So we're going to have to add some nitrogen uh, to it this fall. If you can get a source of nitrate, like ammonium or potassium nitrate, uh, that would even be better yet to try to get some growth of this wheat so we're not fighting a nitrogen deficiency on top of it. Then we will have to get aggressive next spring uh, with our top-crests uh when we come to catch this week before it comes out of dormancy itself again um i guess i would start to look for a different alternative in your crop rotation if possible at this point also getting some calls of guys are pretty nervous about getting their strips built this fall in the strip till program and there again remember a bad strip built uh in the fall is worse than no strip at all. So, situation where if we're going to go out here and cut slots and slab this soil, trying to put strips in wet conditions, that will set us up for failure next spring. It is the planner prep pass that you're making with your strip till bar. So be patient. Wait for the conditions to improve. If they don't improve before freeze-up, we're going to have to start thinking about a contingency plan for next spring. Uh, but. Cost, we got to keep this seed bed safer. We can't uh, shoot ourselves in the foot this uh, early in the season itself. Getting a m- uh, massive amount of water hemp out there, especially in low lying areas that came through late in the season, and guys are uh, happened to harvest around some of these spots. We did send a number of samples in, and still are to the university, and are seeing a surprising number of, of Palmer and resistance coming back um, with it in. With that, I'm going to say that you guys check the website. Uh, Isaac and Zachary are working on putting up a video to help you identify the difference between the water hemp and the palmer out there. And uh, so you know what you're harvesting around or what you're harvesting through itself. Don't forget to give us as much notice as you can on the plots that we have yet to harvest. So we can keep tight with the harvest schedule and get these plots harvested harvested for you, and also don't forget to call in those fields that need soil testing as soon as they're harvested so we can stay as close to you as possible. With that, guys, keep it safe, keep the hammer down, and I'll talk to you next week.